Today we're talking with founder of Active Women Giving, Canberra's first giving circle, Leslie Harris, about collective giving and giving circles. And later in the show, we'll be joined by Sammy J, an award-winning comedian, musician and writer. Good morning, Leslie. Hello, Kim. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Before we start talking about giving circles, I'd just like to... Uh, refer to the ACT volunteering statement which has been refreshed and it sets out principles for volunteering that reflect a whole of government and community commitment to supporting and recognising volunteers and of course you were nominated for a volunteering award last night. I was nominated by someone special. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you Kim. Congratulations (laughs) on your nomination. Um, So the principles are that volunteering in the ACT is recognised, valuable, diverse and supported and I think um, attending the ceremony with you last night was very exciting and it was an absolute joy and pleasure to watch and see men and women across Australia Australia, and of course these awards were local last night in Canberra be celebrated and recognised for what they do often uh, like you in addition to um, their paid employment and what we can contribute and achieve as volunteers is extraordinary. And as you know, um, we have some pretty amazing volunteers here in um, 2XFM as well. Um, Pete West, the presenter on the program just before us, is one of them. And he spoke with our executive producer, Jennifer Thompson, yesterday. And Pete has actually been volunteering here for 31 years. Wow, Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so you do a lot of volunteering, and in particular for your the organisation that you set up, Active Women Giving. Yes, that's right. It's um, it's it's kind of like my my perfect job as a volunteer. So you sort of designed <laughs> your your dream I did, job. I did. Good on except, you. I, except there's no paycheck. There's no paycheck. <laughs> yeah. there's, lo- there's lots of other rewards though. Absolutely, absolutely. And I reckon everyone should get to design <laughs> their dream job. Um, I wonder if you can help put us in the picture of. What exactly is giving in Australia? What does it look like? What are the the latest facts and figures and stats? How big is it? It's it's fairly huge. Um, there's just been a, a fairly major research done um, by it's called the Giving Australia Research, and the stats um, and it hadn't been done since I think um, about two thousand and some of the, some of it was done in two thousand and five before or or previously in two thousand and twelve. So it's it's been a while since I've actually been able to do a, a very um, holistic, I suppose, look at at how what what giving looks like. So generally, um, for individuals, they found that uh, generally fewer people are giving uh, than than previous years. However, the people that are giving are actually giving more. Mm-hmm. So um, it's interesting, and and that could even be a reflection of you know the rich get richer, the poor get poorer sort of thing. I don't know, but um, mm. that that's sort of interesting. There are also um, private ancillary funds and public ancillary funds, which which are trusts and things. And in 2000, and, and some of the some of the data isn't. It's sort of different years that, that the data that they've picked up. But um, private ancillary funds in 2014 gave 300 million, mm. and public ancillary funds gave 330 million. And of course, um, businesses also make a great contribution. Um, in 2015-16, uh, businesses gave uh, 17.5 billion dollars. Wow! And that's made up of um, donations, goods and services, and also uh, different um, sponsorship type arrangements that they that they that they have with uh, community partners. 
So we're talking about a very significant contribution to Australia's economy and to our society and our communities. Yep, it's absolutely huge. And you sort of wonder what what would be what where would we be without it? <laughs> where, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> absolutely. So why do you think collective giving is or giving, um, corporate giving, individual giving, community giving, trusts, businesses, etc., so important? to to us well I think when we give back I mean for me personally I I I sort of I'm quite reflective and I tend to think about I'm a normal everyday person but I think I'm quite you know I'm I'm, I've got a great life and I I have gratitude so I like to think um that's why I give back because I've I know I've I'm I'm doing pretty well I'm you know I'm not super rich or anything but um and I've also got a background in the community sector so I've seen a lot of need so I realise that there's definitely um, a lot of need out there. So that's that's everyone gives for different reasons, though. Mm. Um, often people, you know, they just come along. They they come across a purpose or, a, or an issue that they really care about, and and they and I think that's probably the best way to give is to find something that you really care about mm. and sort of stick with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the impact that giving has on individuals and communities is quite profound. I mean, perhaps you could comment on the well-being the health and well-being benefits for people who give well there's been lots of research done there's actually a gentleman out at um university of canberra named a professor i think it's a professor uh, thomas nielsen and he actually does does research on um the scientific aspects of of giving and why giving and volunteering is is good for us and it is scientifically proven that um obviously it's it's great because it, it helps with our mental health um Increase well-being. Um, we actually get a, a I don't I can't remember is it dopamine or one of those mm. chemicals in our body. Um, oxytocin. oxytocin. Oxytocin is increased when we actually give back, and um, and it'd be good if we could all be addicted to giving. I'd like to see a world where we're all, where we're all addicted to giving. Um, but it's definitely scientifically proven that um, it, it increases um, your connections. Um, your your you know what's going on in the community. Um, it, it's, it can even, you know, different things that we're doing now with our fun runs and all sorts of things. It's great for, I heard a story, a quick story the other day from a young guy that said he was a cyclist and he got involved in, in a running thing, but then he realised he, he wasn't a runner, but he said, oh, I'll do it anyway. And he actually exceeded his expectations. So it was a real personal win for him as well. And he also raised heaps of money. So That's lovely. Yeah. And this giving can be financial, but it can be time. Yes, that's correct. And yeah. or creative skills or other other skills. Um, and in particular, you're interested in and very passionate about collective giving mm-hmm. and a specific um, kind of collective giving, which is a giving circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps you could share with us, what is a giving circle? Okay, so a giving circle is, well, I'll just briefly talk about collective giving. Yeah. Because collective giving, um, it's, it's said to be a more social, thoughtful and transparent way of giving. And uh, often we're, we all know that we're inundated with requests for donations and there's oft, obviously lots of worthy, worthy causes out there. Um, and, but somehow, sometimes we might think that our, in, our, our donation alone won't make much of a difference and that could actually be a barrier to giving. So uh, collective, give, collective giving gives people the opportunity to pool their funds with others and then they're able to... Um, increase the impact of their donation because they're they're able to see the the uh, impact of say a hundred dollar donation going into a grant um for that for ten thousand dollars so it, they're part of it's part of a much bigger picture and mm-hmm. it's all being channeled to the same area 
Mm. So in terms of the giving circle, um, a giving circle uses a collective giving model. So um, basically, um, it's been uh, giving circles described um, can be described as a mix between a book club or an investment club group. So it's sort of like people getting together. Um, it, they can be they can be formal or, or informal. Our, the the act of women giving is probably um, somewhere in between. We're not too informal, but we're not too formal either. Mm. And um, and they allow, as I say, it said before, the giving circles allow donors to pull their contributions, and then together they're achieving greater impact. Mm. And uh, also with our particular giving circle, uh, we um, the donors actually get to uh, meet the grant recipients. It's great because we're in a small community here, so mm. they're able to actually meet the grant recipients and then um, keep updated of the projects that we fund um, and what's happening with them. That's really special. I think it is particularly important when people feel like the money they give goes into a black hole and they don't see it yeah, yeah. And they don't see how it's it's working and in your case they actually get to meet the donor recipient yeah and or the grant recipient yeah, yeah. and hear firsthand how the grant is having an impact that's right yeah so it's um and that's what people are quite attracted they, they like the idea of that which is really good that's amazing you're listening to 2XXFM 98.3 the program is subject ACT Canberra's current affairs program where we explore issues from a curious and informed perspective. Today we're talking with founder of Active Women Giving, Canberra's first giving circle, Leslie Harris, about collective giving and giving circles. Before we go back to our discussion with Leslie, we're also joined this morning by Sammy J, an award-winning comedian, musician and writer. Sammy J has performed at the Edinburgh Fringe and Montreal Just for Laughs festivals. He's been nominated for three ARIA awards and provides the human half of the acclaimed man, puppet, comedy duo, Sammy J and Randy. Is there anything this guy hasn't done? Um, Sammy is returning to Canberra later this month with his, with his new show, Hero Complex, and he's joining us this morning to talk to us about that. Good morning, Sammy. Hi. Well, I'm not sure that our listeners can hear you just yet, so I'm going to um, tell them a little bit about your show, Hero Complex. In We might have to call you on another line, but um, in 1996, Sammy borrowed some phantom comics from his school gardener, as you do. <laughs> he wasn't to know it, but apparently that moment set off a chain of events that led to the birth of his daughter. It saw him committing a crime in Canberra and ended with a federal policeman searching his attic. That is very intriguing and I want to hear more from Sammy J about that. Um, it is an unbelievable but true story and it's from the star of ABC's Playground Politics. I'm sure you've all seen that. Good morning, Sammy. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us. Um, so I've just told our listeners about your Hero Complex show, a little bit about it, enough to intrigue them. And <laughs> um, first things first, your daughter, it's probably a bad time to talk to you this morning, isn't it? Are you doing the school run or getting your daughter ready for something important this morning? I'm doing the kinder run, but I've, I've, we've got it all out. You know, two, two young kids is a matrix of 
juggling and scheduling, but um, don't you worry, you're not you're not adversely affecting my children's education. Brilliant, at the brilliant. Moment. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. <laughs> um, we also, I also shared with our listeners that somehow or other, you borrowed some Phantom comics from your school gardener, like we all have, and yes. <laughs> this led to not only the birth of your daughter, but you committing a crime in Canberra. This That's right. Intriguing. <laughs> well, I, it, it's a it's a tricky show this one because I it, it's um I, I'm forbidden from revealing too much because a lot of the joy yeah. is in as I tell the story. But the show, as you just mentioned, uh, both of those facts are true. It really starts off in 1996 when I borrowed these <laughs> these comics from my gardener, which began a something of a friendship slash stalker arrangement. And the show does end just last year in my attic. The oh federal policeman. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty big <laughs> odyssey, this one. And Canberra plays a fairly major role, which is why I'm, I'm very excited to be bringing the show <laughs> home, if you like. Oh, my God. Okay, so we all have to get tickets after after Subject ACT this morning so we can hear, hear more about that crime. I know I will be. Um, but <laughs> tell us, um, so the federal police, how do they compare to your local copper? I'm Much sorry, charming? The federal police. The federal police. I'll tell you what, yes, they're... You know they have the might of, of the federal government behind yeah. them, so they don't need to they don't need to bother themselves with trying to, you know, upset or intimidate or bully you. They can just talk softly and and in the knowledge that they could ruin your life at any moment. Absolutely, no niceties, no introductions needed, right? No. So just please let me into your house. Yeah. So you've done so much; it's incredible. Um, Edinburgh Fringe, Montreal, Just for Laughs. Um, you've you're the Man, part of the comedy duo Sammy J and Randy. What, what? How on earth did you get into comedy? Did you fall into it? Did you? Were you driven from an early age uh, to get into it? Yeah, I, I think driven is probably the right word. I think at school I was, uh, you know, uh, my story at school is not particularly unique to comedians. I was a bit of the odd, oddball nerd, not very sporty. Needed yeah. to find a way to fit in. Yeah, became the class clown. So that, that probably applies to most <laughs> comics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, by the time I got to the end of, of high school. It really, comedy was my sort of passion. I was writing songs about my teachers and jumping around, and and it was by that stage quite a natural sort of thing for me to, you know. I, I look back now and think oh, I don't know how I would. I, I wouldn't start now because the idea of putting yourself up on stage in front of strangers, you know, that's a terrifying. Yeah, now that <laughs> but, you're older you know, and wiser, you're yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, I have yeah. some self awareness and so on. But, yeah. but when you're 19, you sort of don't care. You just you know, yeah. jumping. <laughs> so so I, I'm lucky that I think I started very early and. um yeah, just was, was able to find my voice. I mean, this is going back to 15 years now, so it took a long time. But, um, That's great. But, yeah, for me, it's always been, it's just been the thing that I really enjoy creating stuff, really, and, and trying to make people laugh in the process. That's that's amazing, and um, and your parents, of course, they were overwhelmed and overjoyed that you'd chosen this career path. They didn't want you to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant. <laughs> I, I have to be, I, I wish I could have more of a, like an angst-ridden story, but no, all of my parents, their parents included have always been, um, you know, nothing but supportive. In fact, you know, I look back at some of my early gigs and wonder whether they should have had an intervention and told me to stop. <laughs> but <laughs> no, they they just kept on encouraging me to to to, to, their, to their detriment, perhaps. Oh my God! So you've got a perfect family as well on top of everything else. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I did say step parents, so you know, there's, there's four of them there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I. I can't wait to see your show and um, I'm buying my ticket after after we speak this morning, after Subject ACT. I cannot wait to hear about this crime. 
Um, you haven't mentioned where the charges are laid. I suppose we'll find that out um, in the show. Yes, I, there, there, there's, there's a few reasons. I don't think I have to censor anything in the show in Canberra, but I think I might have to have a locked door, no recording policy as I, yeah. as I tell the story. Chatham House <laughs> rules, yeah. Absolutely. But no, Can- Canberra, without, you know, the, the dog on the Tucker box features prominently in this show. Um, there's a lot of childhood stories and photos and songs that it, it's a real show and tell piece and, and certainly my most personal show. But um, Canberra is such a looming presence in it that I'm, yeah, it'll be really fun to, to play to a local it. crowd. We can't miss it. We're going to come. We're going to come and see you. Um, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Sammy, and um, say hi to your family for us and especially to your two beautiful children. I, we're I taking will be away from. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for inviting me on. It's lovely to chat to you. You're very welcome. Good morning. Talk soon. Cheers. Bye. Wow, isn't that amazing? I can't wait to hear Sammy's story, and um, in particular, I have a burning need to know what crime <laughs> he committed in Canberra, and what the federal police were actually searching for. Amazing. Um, and you're listening to 2XXFM 98.3. The program is Subject ACT, Canberra's local current affairs program, where we explore issues from a curious and informed perspective. Today we're talking with founder of ACT, or Act of Women Giving, Canberra's first giving circle, Leslie Harris, about collective giving and giving circles. So, Leslie, the big question that I think we all want to know is what inspired you? to create a giving circle in Canberra? Well, I have a background in the community sector. I've been working in the sector for about 18 years and uh, done some different studies along the way. And uh, one of the um, post, some of the postgraduate studies I did in around 2011 uh, led to an internship at the Maya Foundation in Melbourne. And uh, the Maya Foundation give out uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of grants every year. and. Um, during the internship, I got involved in grants, assessments, and did lots of site visits, and I developed a real passion for philanthropy. However, I personally don't have the means to be a philanthropist, um, and I came across the Giving Circle model, and uh, that's about where people uh, pool their funds and um, and then have, have a much bigger impact with their individual um, donations, and they particularly work, they work particularly well with, with women, and um, so that's what I thought, well, why not give it a go in Canberra and see, see what we can do? Absolutely. I love the fact that you're breaking down barriers to philanthropy, mm-hmm. that you're recognising, and we all should, that it's not just the domain of people of wealth and of means, mm-hmm. and we can all contribute. And collective giving is, in fact, an incredibly powerful way to do that, isn't it? Absolutely, and they're, they're, it's a growing phenomenon. It's um, very big in, in the US and uh, most of the capital cities in Australia mm. Um, have some, having some amazing results um, with, with what they're doing. And speaking of amazing results, what grants has your Giving Circle made? We have made, we've been going for 18 months, so we gave our first grant last year uh, to an organisation called Country to Canberra, and they fund, uh, the, the funds are being used for a project called Project Empower, and they'll be rolling out leadership uh, workshops for girls in rural high schools uh, within a 50 kilometre radius of Canberra. Um, there was an identified need for that that type of uh, project because um, in those towns there's not necessarily the people that have the skills to deliver those types of workshops. So uh, the team from Country to Canberra, they're all volunteers as well, will be uh, going out to the to these schools. And the great thing that's happened since since that is 
uh, Country to Canberra have received uh, some additional funding from the New South Wales government, which means that they're going to be able to roll the project out even further. So I feel like we're sort of, you know, we've been we're be, we've been able to help them uh, to move move that project along and, and and increase the impact of it, which is fantastic. Absolutely. So your your initial grant has allowed them to demonstrate such success that the ACT government is now also investing in it. That's incredible. That's amazing. And um, what obstacles did you overcome to launch the Giving Circle in Canberra? And what exactly is it taking on your part to make it successful? One of the biggest obstacles, because uh, I returned to, I lived in Canberra before, but I returned, I think it's four years ago now, but um, you obviously need lots of networks. So I didn't have, when I first, when I came back, I had, had been away for sort of 12 years or so, and I didn't grow up here. So it's about growing the network. So my networks were quite small. They've obviously grown a lot over the last 12 months. So because the model works on word of mouth, it's, it's actually getting the word out there, uh, gaining trust in the community. Um, there's also, as we talked about, you know, there's giving fatigue. So there's a lots of lots of need. We're saturated with, with requests. And I've actually heard that um, people are actually tired of being asked to donate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am a, an optimist, obviously. And I actually think that many of us um, actually have more capacity to give than what we think. Um, and I think uh, I think if people find something that they care about, um, they can... So one of our donors has actually said because they're part of this giving circle, they no longer feel guilty when they're constantly inundated because they know that they've committed to this Absolutely. and, and that's where their dollars are going to go. Absolutely. I, I can relate to that. Um, there is a lot of need, obviously, and a lot of demand for our giving dollar. How much time do you personally dedicate to the Giving Circle? Probably around two to three days a week. I work three days a week. And, um, yeah, so I think a lot of it, time's taken up with uh, doing things like networking, just, just meeting people. And I tend to go down a lot of rabbit holes because you um, you meet people and, and, and sometimes things don't pan out. So some of the time you feel like you're sort of going around in a bit of a circle. But um, it's all it's all fun and there's donor management. I like to keep um, the relationships with our donors quite personal, so I mm. like to keep in touch with them. We also have events, so there's event management and mm. uh, inputting into our articles and doing things like this, so um, mm. doing, trying to get the word out. It's quite an obligation, or mm-hmm. in fact, it's a massive commitment. And the trick really is to make sure that your commitment is aligned with your passion mm-hmm. to make it sustainable. Yes, that's right. Yep. You're listening to 2XXFM. The program is Subject ACT, where we discuss local current affairs from a curious and informed perspective. That concluded our discussion with founder of Act of Women Giving, Canberra's first giving circle, Leslie Harris. Thanks for joining us, Leslie. Thank you very much for having me, Kim. Join us each weekday, 8.30am to 9am on 2XXFM 98.3's Subject ACT.